You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. There's a place here at the table. Your coats go by the door. You can kick your shoes off in that pile on the floor. I hope you wore elastic because your waistband's going to get tight. Take time. Everybody. I'm Ari. And I'm Sophie. And you're listening to Having a Night, the podcast of reviving the lost art of the dinner party. <laughs> Ari, what did you eat this week? Well, what did you eat this week? Okay. I was walking uptown, and I saw this vegetarian hummus place on 8th Street. I went in, and I had... <laughs> I can't. You can't do this to me. Incredible hummus bowl. So it was eggplant a hard-boiled egg, the most, the greatest hummus I've ever had in this city. I'm not mm. exaggerating. It's called Sunshine Vegetarian. It's run by just a bunch of Israeli women who are standing in a kitchen, mm-hmm. seemingly t- maybe two sisters and a mom. It turns out, actually, it was rated the best hummus by New York Magazine, like, last year, this year, something so delicious. When I started eating, I was by myself, and I went, wow. <laughs> like, it was. It was moving. <laughs> was there a pita situation or like a couscous? Like there was, was it a just pita. a big bowl of hummus? It was a huge bowl of hummus, but this hummus yes. is manna from heaven. I mean, wow. I could have eaten. We do not work for these people. <laughs> we don't work we, for these we, people. It was that amazing. Okay, what'd you eat? I went to this amazing restaurant while I was home in Chicago uh, called Mott Street. It's kind of like... Korean-influenced, but just a really fun-loving place, incredible atmosphere, communal tables, really, really great food, all shared plates, but really convivial, Mm -hmm. as we say. Um, We ordered, you know, a whole fried fish and this, like, crazy stuffed cabbage with Mm. sausage, but my favorite thing was just this side of, or starter, of mushrooms that are just cooked I mean, it must have a whole stick of butter, but it's like miso and soy and butter and mushroom, and it was just heavenly. I'm—don't quote me on this, but I would be a vegetarian if, like, I could have that mushroom—if I could make mushrooms like that. Yeah, they're so meaty. It was just so meaty and soothing, dare I say, Mm -hmm. and, you know, just, like, over some rice. It was just the most umami, buttery thing. So good. Mm. So— This week on the podcast, we have the— Unbelievable and very inspiring and, oh my God, hardworking. Yeah. My Vu, who owns My Vino, which is a 21st century bagged wine. Yeah, it really is a bagged wine of the future. It's so tasty. She's so awesome. Yeah. And I feel like this episode is like a wine episode meets like how I built this just because her story of how she started the, the business is so fascinating and she's so smart and so driven. Yeah. And just to hear her talk about it. And, and sort of doing everything herself, but yes. seemingly totally effortlessly. She's such a badass. It actually makes me be like, oh, shit, what, what did I, I do today? <laughs> so listen in. This is a really good one, guys. Yeah. 
Okay, so here we are with Mai. Hi, Mai. Hi. From Mai Vino <laughs> with a huge bag of rosé. The chicest bag. The chicest bag. And these very cool silicone cups, which we were all saying looks like a silicone boob. Or a diva cup, which I like. <laughs> but I think they're very cool. As long as people remember who we are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so who are you? Tell us about my vino and what it is, who it is, how you came up with this brilliant idea. Yeah. Start from start from square one. So my vino is a combination of my name and wine. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was like an easy thing when I was in college. I used to always call my iTunes like my tunes. Uh-huh. And, yeah. you know, the URL was available. So I was like, yes, I don't have to think anymore. So, um, but really the idea came up um, from the fact that, you know, like I've, I think like a few years ago I was like, you know, you're like a lonely girl in Brooklyn, like on a Sunday. You're just a lonely girl in Brooklyn. And yep. you want like a glass of wine um, because you're at home by yourself yes. just like thinking. Like maybe you're like on Tinder doing nothing and just being like, Jesus, I have to go to work tomorrow. Uh-huh. Yeah. But you want to buy a nice bottle, but you can't because you know that you probably won't finish it. Right. So it was really that issue. That's such a huge issue. It is such a huge issue. Thank Even- you for solving Yeah. Yeah. The number of times that I've wanted a glass. Yes. And the number of um, half to like a quarter empty bottles I have that are just now cooking wine, quote unquote, yeah, that I don't I, use. They're just lined up and it's just a disaster. Yeah. Well, now I've started turning all of it into vinegar. Oh, yeah. You're good well, at that. Well, I just have a vinegar that has the mother in it. So you just like throw it in. But She's yeah. a scientist. I'm oh, scientist. that's crazy. No, I'm not You actually let it turn into vinegar. Maya's actually a scientist because she went to Bronx Science. So does yeah. that make you a scientist? Uh, yeah, sure. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Why does it last? Like, what is the mechanism? Okay, so it's a bag. Okay, I'm going to pour this a little bit, yeah? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so bags, I mean, you're not the first bag. Bags are inside no. boxes, right? Yeah. So, like, Franzia. Is a bag inside a box. Uh-huh. Thank you. I just... You know, remove ex- the box. Yeah, it's a. I mean, just be it's proud. Such, the packaging is yes. Be who you are. Yeah. Wait, this Inside is so the good. Box, of course. So it's what was in Franzia, but this. So like, it has a little handle, so you can kind of bring it with you anywhere. But it's half the size of Franzia, so two bottles as opposed to four. Okay. Oh wow. So that's what's in a Franzia box. Generally, most box wines are four bottles. Whoa. So they're like very dangerous. A large format. Sure. Wow. So you thought. Okay, I need to be able to have a glass. What about the portability aspect? That kind of came in afterwards. I You're think. making it all seem so easy, though. Yeah, yeah, all the pieces fell Wait. together. But you, all I wanted was a glass of wine. <laughs> I was like, give me a glass of wine. Give me good wine. And, like, really I did the research into wine because I worked in an advertising background. And so I just, you know, um, while I was lonely, I was, like, researching why is wine so expensive? Why doesn't wine taste like the wine you have in Europe where you're like, oh, my God, it's one euro. Why is it so fresh? Okay, wait, Why? Tell because us. a bottle costs around a dollar to like two dollars. Meaning a glass bottle. Yeah, a yeah. glass bottle. Um, that label probably costs fifty cents. A cork costs another dollar. Marketing costs money, and then there's this three tier system that came from Prohibition, which essentially was created to keep prices of wine high, so people would drink less. And so oh. basically, um, winery has to sell to a distributor who takes a 30% cut, who then has to sell to a wine store who takes another 30 to 40% cut, depending on wow. what they want. 
here, whereas in Europe, it just is not the same system. And yeah. so you can get the same bottle here. Okay, so you get the same bottle here for $14, and there it's 7 or yeah, 6 Yeah, because there's no distributor. Wow. Um, and then also wow. with the bag, we actually reduce the cost of the packaging. So, you know, right now we're still eating the cost of the packaging because we're small. But, right. um, you know, at scale, it's $0.20 cents for a pouch, right, as opposed to spending all that money on the bottle, the shipping which the bottle is super heavy, so it's expensive to ship. Yes. Yeah. And, like, how did you educate your? So you just really started researching on your own. Were you starting to take wine classes? Like, did you have mentors? I mean, I can't even imagine starting from square one with a thing like this because it's, it's, like, quite an endeavor, right? Yeah. How I mean, it's great it? being naive and dumb because it's, like, if you knew everything that you had to learn, maybe you wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't know how long the journey is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you just start and you're, like, no turning back. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I like how on the back, so she has a scale. A, ra- a scale. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. So it goes light body to heavy body and dry to sweet. And it's, I think, I do think that for for simplicity's sake, mm-hmm. it's so nice to just look at it like that, right? Heavy notes of gooseberries, all these things. It is. It does get over people's head and it also just makes the buying of a wine more complicated than it needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's intimidating because it feels like you don't want to go, you don't always want to sit in a restaurant and go, well, I, you know, I'm imagining I'm in a field and there's a barn in the distance and I can yeah. smell the horse from here, but it's kind of far away and I also smell the flowers. That's what I want the wine to taste like. It's like, I, I don't want to be that person, but I also <laughs> do like that because because I feel like that really helps out a song. Right, that's yeah. what I'm saying, but yeah. that's intimidating to be like, oh, I have to like create this story and tell it to right. the song. Yeah. Exactly. You know, yeah, exactly. Can't yeah. I just say... Yeah. And then it's yeah. like, now you've told me, so yes, I will buy that like $100 right. bottle. I, I, like, yes. I, I can't be seen as cheap now. Well, right. It's like you tell that story <laughs> and then they go, God, I've got just the thing for you. Right. It's, it's our like, most well, expensive oh, wine. Yeah. <laughs> so were you always thinking you were going to do two grapes? You were going to do two flavors? No. I wanted the rainbow. I'm working on the rainbow. Oh, okay. you are. Oh, you are. Um, it's just like step by step. And right. And so this is your first. Okay, so this is the second batch. What was the first batch? So the first batch was actually a Pinot Gris from the Finger Lakes. Okay. And then we sold out of that, and then we did a white blend and a rosé. Um, so the white blend was Sauvignon Blanc and Riesling, and then the rosé is a Cab Sauve with Merlot, and then a little bit of Riesling. Um, because Riesling is just like the grape, the white grapes from the Finger Lakes is just like amazing. Yeah. You know, huh. Like I like I'm not a big fan of the reds, which is why I don't have a red yet, because, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm trying to find places that are close by. But it's so aromatic. It's a great place for like cool climate grapes. So like similar to like Alsace and those kind of areas. It's just it's just really high quality. Like wow. it's so tasty. I do feel like it's such an overlooked re- region. And I'm really curious about the fact that you decided to use grapes from there because they're completely delicious. Yeah. So this one's East Shore of Seneca Lake, which, yeah, is up there in New York. It's crazy. Yeah. Okay, I've started this company. I know where I want to be. Then are you buying grapes? Are you taking actual wine from a winemaker? Like, what is your process? So it's been kind of like anything goes. It's like so whoever, cool. like has good wine that will work. So I'm happy, like, so for the first round that we did, we actually bought it from a winery out in the Finger Lakes. Mm-hmm. Um, we, it's basically their bulk wine, so it's, like, excess wine that they can't sell. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes a lot of nice wineries actually have a lot of excess, but they want to kind of keep their case. Prestige. Yeah, yeah, so they don't want to dilute the brand, and also they just don't have the marketing power or the care to, 
you know, market it, right? Um, so you can actually buy that kind of grape for pretty cheap. Um, but for the second round, we actually went around looking for grapes, and I actually met this great winemaker, Frederick Boucher, and I found him by literally emailing everyone in the Finger Lakes and then getting my boyfriend to drive, or my husband now, to drive me actually up to the Finger Lakes to visit all these places after I cold called and emailed them. Wow. Good for you. To, like, stalk them. Yeah. I met this one guy, and he was, like, wonderful, like— um, he comes from a long lineage of winemakers from Bordeaux. Like, they had a winery out there in, like, the 1900s. Mm-hmm. He came to the U.S. Um, and then in 20, 2003, they moved to Ithaca, and he started his own winery where they mostly focus on ports, but he has some table wines. Um, wow. So I've also been learning about, like, how to make wine from him and, like, blending techniques and things to think about. So, like, everything has been just, like, a journey of, you know, learning a lot. And, I mean— when you learn about this stuff, is there a part of you that thinks, oh, wow, eventually I would love to actually have my own winery? Or does it feel that feel like such a different thing from what you're doing right now? It's actually interesting because lately we've been playing with, like, blending together. Like, mm-hmm. So I go up there and I, like, say – I find these samples and I'm like, hey, let's taste them together. Let's talk about it. And then we mix things up. And it's something that people don't talk about where a lot of winemakers, especially even in the Bordeaux region, where they actually blend different grapes right. to make a taste, right? Um and it it's almost like cooking, and people don't talk about it, right? Where you, it's like, oh yeah, you can put like a little of this riesling into this, and like make it taste a little bit better, and give it structure, as opposed to why don't we add fake acid or yeah. fake sugar? Like, mm-hmm. I think that's like when it goes down the wrong hole. But like, you're literally making like a nice soup. Like when you make soup, you put things together. Yeah. Right? Like some grapes are really known for being fruity. Some are tannic. You put them together to create a nice like taste. Right. And, it, well, like, for me, it's fun because it's like now we're just like pouring wine into it. We're mixing it. We're doing different things. Yeah. And we're like, oh, how does that change it? That is so cool. And I mean, it really is. It feels like that's a different form of artistry. Yeah. Like being a wine grower is mm-hmm. obviously takes an immense amount of yeah. talent and skill. And then this is a whole other side of it. What is the price point of yours? So it's basically for subscription, we offer it $48 for four bottles. So it's essentially like $12 a bottle. Oh, I have wow. to sign up. And what? How much is it? When does a subscription come? Um, it comes every month, every two months, every oh my three God. months. <laughs> this really is the solution. <laughs> to I usually my text problem. you, and I'm like, <laughs> to hey, my drinking you want problem. <laughs> <laughs> totally. But to my like not drinking problem, problem. You know what I mean? Yes. Because you you open a bottle of wine, then it becomes a problem because then you want to finish it. But if you it's it's a problem being a casual. Drinker. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's expensive habit. Be, yeah. And it feels bad. I felt like when I was like, it was like one of those things that I came into, like I used to feel guilty having a glass by myself. Yeah. But then I thought it was like nice that I could have a glass by myself on a Sunday and not feel like embarrassed. Or, yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. So nice. And I think like when I was like probably like three or four years ago or a little bit longer, it's like you would. I remember when you used to scour for, like, $9.99 or, like, $10, right? And then now, like, in retrospect, I'm like, it never really tasted that good. Right. <laughs> you know? But, like, I, it was just, like, for this. But now I can actually, like, enjoy it. Yes. You can pour yourself half a glass. Like, I, a lot of, like, women who've had kids tell me they like it because they want just half a glass. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. then, like, because they have to go breastfeed. Right. So I'm I'm really curious about why you chose bags instead of cans because when we first met— I was talking yeah. about, like, oh, I love this so much, but, oh, my God, I'm always trying to use less plastic. And so I'm just so curious about how you chose this versus the can versus clearly the bottle. I understand why not. Yeah. But, like, what's what's the thought behind this whole thing? 
I think because I was basically thinking, like, it would be something that you would just have in the house. Like, it's your everyday wine. So it wasn't, right. like, a single-use product mm-hmm. when I first imagined it. Like, and, and so for me, it was just, like, I want half a glass. With a can, sometimes it's, like, yeah. it's basically half a bottle. So they have these, like, weird regulations where you can only sell single-serve cans if it's half a bottle. Ugh. Wow. Otherwise, you have to buy it in a four-pack. Huh. And, like, I've definitely had, like, I, at first I was like, you know, look at the can, you can get, like, really drunk. Like, yeah. I've, like, gone on, like, whatever, Amtrak or whatever, and I'm going up to, like, oh my, my husband's, like, parents' house, and I'm like, oh, like, I'll grab a can from yeah. the wine store there. And then all of a sudden I'm like, boy, like, I'm I'm drunk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm drunk because I just drank half a bottle of wine. Yeah, yeah. but I, like, chugged it because <laughs> it's, it's a in can. a can. Exactly. <laughs> and, like, I can't see, like, what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. It's so well, it's just, true. Like, you get, like, can, like, amnesia. You're just like, oh, it's like a Coke or a yeah. water. Um, what is the alcohol content, by the way? So it's, like, 12%, essentially. I think 122 So I try to keep it as low as possible so it's, like, easy drinking. Yeah. Like, more traditionally, like, you're... I guess European wines or table wines tend to be around 12%. Yeah. Like the California wines are a bit bigger. Um, so they higher. tend to be like 14, almost like 15. Yeah. But and so, doesn't something about the bag, is it airtight? Does it help with freshness? Like as yeah. opposed to having a bottle open, then it's going to go bad. Obviously. Oh, yeah. I think we forgot to talk about that. But yeah. yeah. Um, so because it's in a pouch, it actually stays fresh for like 30 days after opening. And it's because you're not actually opening the bag. So it doesn't oxidize the wine. Right. Yeah. And then as like you drink it, like the headspace starts to like collapse. And so usually it's the headspace where oxygen gets in and right. allows to, to like it oxidizes the wine, turns into vinegar. Um, so it basically flattens out. It helps to like right. just keep it all tight. Our friend so Kevin, awesome. who introduced us, was like, "Don't tell my, but I actually think her wines are still fine after two months." <laughs> <laughs> now you told me. Yeah. So I was like, "So I was like, John loves it because he just wants half yes, a glass." Exactly. And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the purpose." Do you think that you want to stay up in the Finger Lakes? You want to stay in America? Like, what do you I'm envision? Looking- at different places. I think, like, my hope is that we can expand to other, like, get, like, bulk wine from other regions and bring it in and, like, showcase, like, really fun, like, varietals that people haven't heard of. But I think, yeah. like, right now I kind of want to start with the base to kind of prove to people, like, hey, I can figure out good wine. Like, here's a good Pinot Noir. So we're looking at Pinot Noir cool. right now, probably maybe from Oregon or Chile. And then we're looking at a Sauvignon Blanc from the state of Washington. Mm-hmm. And so just kind of bringing in a variety. Um, but, yeah, there are, like, certain grapes that I love. Like, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Like, Zabibo from, like, Sicily. Zabibio. It's oh. so aromatic and uh-huh. so dry, so good. Ooh. Like, so delicious. Zabibio. So, so you. <laughs> but, like I, like, I would love to bring in those as, like, small limited runs. Just right. Because, like, those for me are, like, really fun, right? Yeah. That's a great idea. And, like, yeah. it's, like, cheaper. Like, people don't know about – when people don't know about the grape, it's actually more affordable. So, like, the idea is totally. we want to bring affordable wines in. Like, right. I don't really care what the name of it as long as it tastes good. Yeah. Well, tell us about the subscription. Where can we subscribe? Yeah, where, where do Ari and I yeah, sign up? Go to myvino.com. Amazing. Great. And then you purchase, and we usually do delivery within next day or t- two days. And it's all done through texting. And then is it uh, monthly or is it monthly, quarter? every two months, every three months? It's whatever you want. Usually we'll text you like two days prior and say like, do you want it or do you want to skip? And you're right. just oh, delivering in, in New York or everywhere in the? So everywhere in New York State. Okay. That's great. 
I hope yeah, mine's like, yeah, I just, I get on my Vespa and yeah. I'll just, you know, drive anywhere. To the New Finger Lakes. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. No. But I, mean, I have like a, a guy who helps me with bike deliveries right. and then I handle most of like the incoming messages. But like, it was so, so smart. F- it was so funny. Our bike delivery guy, um, I like Googled him because my intern had found him and he's like a famous like musician. What? He's not oh famous. God. I think he's not, he's not like famous, famous, but like I was like, oh wait, I listened to your music. Wait, uh, he did an so album funny. with Michael Cerna. Like wait, one day I was like talking to him and I was like, hey, I just Googled you. And I was like, you have like a Wikipedia page. And I was like, I listened to your music. Yeah. Are I was like, friends now? Yeah. So we talk about things. That's awesome. That's so, but, but you must really be in the phase of like, you'll do anything for the business, right? It's yeah. like you're happy to tote wine around Manhattan and be yeah, like, oh, I like, I'm doing my deliveries. Yeah. I mean, how, so it's you, you have an intern, you have your famous musician, bike delivery guy. <laughs> <laughs> Is anyone else working for you yet? And then, no, that's it. So oh then my it's God. like my my husband will help out when I need, <laughs> like, obviously, because I don't know how to drive, so I have to get a driver's license. That's a part of the journey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely going to have to do that. Now I know. You really are from New York. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yep. Yeah. So that's on my to-do list. Part of the business school (laughs) dream. Have a break. Uh Wow. So in terms of choosing the grapes and the wine, and do you think about food and pairing at all in that decision? Or is it really just like what you like and what feels right for the season? Or how much are you thinking about what what your uh, customers are eating? I don't think about it too much with this. Like for the f- first three main skews, I want it to be easy going wine that goes with almost everything yes. and nothing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Because it was it was for that lonely girl. Yeah. As we like have like more. <laughs> that lonely girl. It's so real. <laughs> it really is. And also like you can be a lonely person and also be in a relationship. Like, you can be a lonely yeah. girl and be a guy. Yeah. I, like. did, I bought a bottle the other night because I was like, I just want one glass of wine. And yeah. Chris, my boyfriend who I live with, didn't want to drink. And I was like, well, I'm not opening one of our really nice bottles. I'm going to get, like, a $13 bottle of wine and then have one glass and use the rest in this, like, bouillabaisse. You know? Yeah. Bouillabaisse. <laughs> 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 Um, but yeah, I think I would like to move as we have like added more like heavier wines that go with food and think about like, like how you pair it with certain occasions. Like I don't, I feel like when you think about like pairing with certain foods, like when I go home, I'm not thinking like what I'm going to like actually eat. I feel like it's about like how heavy is it going to be? Yeah. And do you have heavy wine to go with it? Like, is it a light day where you want to like eat your salad? And it's less about exactly what you're eating, but how it compare with the occasion, mm-hmm. yeah. right? So this is more like, oh, it's by myself or, like, with friends and we're, like, outside and we want it to be light and easy. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think more in those terms. Yeah. Um, just because myself, like, I like to say that I, like, plan and try to cook, but, like, it's really just maybe once a month. And mm-hmm. it's, like, more for, like, dinner parties where, like, everyone starts cooking so you get real excited. So you're like, let me, you know, do my best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do my best work for it. Right. Do my best work. Well, you've <laughs> captured this really great, like, niche where it's this everyday thing, but it feels really special, mm-hmm. too. So, like, you could show up to someone's dinner party with it, and it'd be, like, really awesome to have on the table or go to the park and take it to a picnic or have it by yourself. But it, it it's just a really cool product. And, yeah. without, and it doesn't feel, like, too Instagram-y, but it is, like, a very beautiful... Of the moment yeah. thing that you really it's like just super like convenient. It. Yeah, it is. It is. But it's not convenient in a way that like 
a pack of butt or, you know, it, yeah. feels, it feels elevated. Yeah, yeah. A little more special. Yeah, yeah. that's what we tried to do with the branding, which is just like, I mean, I think people have done bags before, but when you go to the wine store, it's just like too much, like too much information, too much like branding. Like, it's just this, like, we just want to make it simple. Yes. Right? Like, take out the decision making and the decision fatigue that comes with trying to buy a bottle of wine, figure out what you're watching on Netflix. I mean, it's so nice just to have the thing come to your house, you know? And that's what you're drinking. person is exhausting. It is. It's true. You can sit there scrolling through Netflix or walk around a wine store for three hours and then be like, I'm actually just not going to buy anything because I. I don't know what I'm looking at. Yeah. I'm exactly. tired. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. even, like, the more you know, like, so now that I know, like, I know a little bit more about how to, like, read labels, like, I'm even more confused now because mm-hmm. I'm just like, but which one? Right. Yes. Do you want to become a SOM or is that not not so interested? No, I, like, I kind of like the idea of, like, I always used to say it. I was like, I want to just have, like, the people's palette. Yeah. Right? But, like, also you know, start people on the right product, right? Like, so instead of being on this, like, juiced-up wines with sugar, like, if that's where people start, they'll never, like, move to really nice wines or start to understand or appreciate it. You kind of have to start in the beginning. So I I see this as, like, a gateway drug, right? (laughs) Like, it should be a gateway drug to the Finger Lakes, right? So, like, now you can spend more and be, like, more cognizant around it. Right. What you just said about the sugar, I was I was somewhere the other day and I had a glass of wine and I know that there was sugar added to it because there was just like this extra thing, but they're not required to state it on the label, right? Yeah. So how the hell do you know if they're adding extra sugar or not? It's like, yeah. I mean, you can try to smell it out, but then of course, of course that takes like experience. Right. 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 It's so because I was like, ugh, it, it's there's just an extra. Yeah. Not syrupy element, but there's it just is something. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, when I've gone out to taste wine, like, and met with producers, like, you know, they'll be like, oh, we can do whatever you want. And I'm like, no, I don't want you to do whatever you want. And I'm like, oh, yeah. this might, like, be too tart. And they're like, look, we can add some must. And I was like, what is the must? And they're like, oh, it's just a concentrate of, like, grape juice. So it's like Welch's grape juice. But then you can, when you put it in, then you can actually smell that it just smells like sugar. Right. Right. And, like, Wow. Yeah, it's so interesting. God, it would be so great to take, like, a blending class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and not all additives are bad either, right? Yeah. You know, and I think, like, it's hard. You know, there's, like, I think over 70 additives that you can add. Like, I think that people add, like, color to. Like, right. I think they call it mega purple to make it, like, more bold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a real cab soap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm always it's so weird. You go to a wine store and you're looking around and you see vegan wine on things but obviously like an idiot i thought that all wines are vegan your wine is vegan tell me why other wines are not vegan yeah i mean like it was news to me too when i was like talking to my winemaker he's like oh yeah this is vegan did you know that i was like oh really (laughs) like well yeah i hope it's vegan what else would you put in here (laughs) yeah so i guess like back in the day so basically to filter the wine and get like clarity in the color um they would use like Like they pour like ox blood into it oh they use oh. like i don't Wait. i don't think they do that anymore that was like back in the day okay back I think back back right maybe some i think it's banned in the u.s and europe i don't know about the other places but they used to use it because it would congeal with like whatever like yeast particles like dead yeast particles that are in the wine and you know to give it that color and also i think it like stabilizes it slightly wow so sometimes you would be drinking ox blood 
So no, no, it congeals and they take they take it out. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, so this was back in the day. Now, what do people use to they do use that? They use like um, gelatin, so that could be like the connective mm, okay. tissues. They use like fish bladder. Fish bladder, I've heard. Yeah. Um, and then they use well, you can just use like a filter now. Is that well. so? A vegan winery is just using a plain old filter. Yeah. Huh. Could you? What happens if you use nothing? Then it can potentially like so a lot of like natural winemakers won't filter it. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it can like re-ferment or things can happen, right? Yeah. And so that's why I like with natural wines, it's like they always smell that bottle before they give it to you to see if anything funky happened. Right. Because it's living. It's, it's like literally funky, living. Yeah. Right. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. So I I did not know that that was why I thought maybe it was something with bees, you know, because it's always like <laughs> honey. It's not vegan. Yeah. It's not vegan. It's not vegan. It's not vegan. So I was like, is it like, just, is it a honey thing? I, but no, it's a fish bladder thing. It's an ox blood thing. Well, last question is like, what, what's the most memorable dinner party you've ever thrown or attended? I mean, there's a few, but I feel like one of my favorite dinner parties that I've ever thrown is like, I did like a grilled pizza making party. Mm. So I forced people to like actually bring the toppings. And then I would just, like, make the dough and, like, have some of the bases. But it's kind of fun because then everyone, like, it's, like, easy, it's crispy, and then everyone just, like, brings what they might like. And then you get to, like, make little, like, you try you try different things out. I love right. that. Um, and it's very just, like, communal but also easy. Did you do it inside or outside? Outside. So we would just do it on okay, the Okay, on a real grill. Yeah. Oh, my God. So yeah, you just grill the pizza. Like, you just, like, oil it and grill and then flip. And then oh, you put all the toppings that's on. That's so fun because also, like, it doesn't have to end. Yeah. You know, you're, like, sitting, you're eating, like, drinking, and they're like, let's make another one. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, I want a dessert one. I want yes. this one. Oh, I that want is that so one. fun. I've just never made pizza in a successful way. It's always monstrous when really? I tried. Have you made it good? Have you made it good? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, y- yeah, but I don't have, like, a recipe that I'm like, this is always yeah. works. Do you but have a really the- good dough recipe? Um... No. You just, like, looked it up and made it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's just kind of even – it's just like kid pizza. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. It's more it's the like experience. And, yeah. and then because everyone gets so fancy about their toppings, but it's also nice because they don't have to make so much, right? So then people will make, like, caramelized onions, right? I mean, yeah. It's, like, something small but simple but, like, add so much. Yeah. That's a way – it's a great way for someone like me or Sophie who's, like, more of a control freak when it comes to throwing dinner parties to throw almost like a potluck but still maintain control. Yeah. <laughs> True. It's like you can so bring whatever ingredient you want as long as it can go on a pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And maybe I won't use it. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's a great idea. Yeah. Just like my vino everywhere. Oh, we yeah. definitely have to throw a party south where we just have my vino all over the table. Yeah. Yeah. Just buckets of it. Yeah. Buckets just of bags. Buckets of bags. <laughs> buckets of bags. I mean, great photo op. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, this was awesome. Yeah, this was and a, this wine is so tasty. Yeah, everyone, go it. to myvino.com, and if you live in New York State, get your hands on it now. Now, M A I, M A I, yes, M A I V I N O. Yeah. So, thank you so much to Mai for coming into this sweltering studio today. Um, to Rebecca Covert, our producer. To Colin Schmeling, our amazing editor. To Authentic Ad Large and New Neighborhood. And you've been listening to Having a Night. You can follow us at Having a Night. You can send us an email, hello at com, 
Give us five stars, and we'll give you a digital high five. Yeah, if you like (laughs) us, please rate us on iTunes. If you don't like us, don't bother rating us. And tag yourself at Having a Night, and we'd love to see how your parties are going. Yeah. So thank you, and I don't know, go out and... Throw a a pizza party with some My Vino. Yeah.